You're listening to Mad Fro Monroe on Big Block's Garage. Hey guys, welcome back to Mad Fro Monroe on Big Block's Garage. Sitting here tonight with Fro and Bo of Gearhead Perspective. They're not supposed to do that. I'm supposed to introduce myself. I'm sorry. I think it works. Hi, I'm Bo. You're going to have to lean in closer. You lean in closer. <laughs> you lean in closer and talk quieter. You guys are about to do like a duet of put your head on my shoulder. It's, it's Wouldn't be the first time. Wouldn't be the first time. It's I, possible. I can dig it. I've done worse <laughs> with him. That's, it's absolutely true. I can guarantee you that. But um, we're, we're going to... Bo and I are doing a, a separate podcast together. We're going to try and get some of our... Some of our hometown stuff recorded, and uh, we we kind of want to we kind of want to talk about some of that. We kind of want to lead into the lead into the show with some of that. We we released an episode with some really nice guys. Oh, they're great! They're great, and the audio was just bad, like embarrassing. Well, it it wasn't so much that it was bad. It's just it was they they were very soft spoken. And then you had what I thought was an air compressor in the background. You corrected me and said it was a Coke machine. It was a, it was a Coke machine, and and uh, Matthew and Kobe are both they're, they're both fairly quiet when mm-hmm. they speak. So I, I had to kind of work with the sound a little bit, and I wound up amplifying some of that 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 soda machine noise. So it, it's a one of the old style soda machines that you have to like pull the bottle out of, and and it's. It's a vintage soda machine. It, right. it makes some noise. I mean, it was loud before you turned it up to get to hear to hear them better. Well, I mean, so. like a lot of folks don't understand, like when you're speaking into these mics, you feel like you're yelling at them, but then at the same time, they're sensitive enough they can pick up my dog barking in the house and my heater running through the wall to the brick wall outside. It's true, but we when we sit in here and, and we record, we don't pay attention to any of that stuff. Right. So it's it's one of those things. So one of the things that that I want to do is make sure that that we say this on this podcast. Everybody, go go look up Hot Rod Central in Miami, Oklahoma. Look up some of the products that they've got. They they've got some some vintage speed parts and some stuff like that. And and find those guys. It's a really cool place, and they're really good people. You it's it, I mean? it's a great place. And and every Saturday they have like a cars and coffee style event where they they all get together and they all swap stories inside that showroom and it's a really cool thing to go see we're gonna at some point we're gonna get back there we're gonna talk to those guys again yeah, absolutely but we we do want to apologize for for so, some audio problems that we had on the other podcast go over and give those guys a like uh, order a cup order a hat order a, a, a t-shirt something like that Tell or, those guys that you're listening. Just go visit them, or or go, go visit go, them. Go go see what it's all about, man. They got some really cool old hot rod stuff in there. So, some mechanical injection stuff and some blowers and some. It's it's really cool. I mean, let's get a blower. <laughs> I'm in. The belt drive manifold's where it's at. So, the next thing I want to get into, we're we're just gonna kind of kind of spitball the whole way through this. General discussion. General discussion. So I, I've been watching uh, YouTube. I'm pretty much just watching YouTube lately. I don't know why, but I have found something that 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 caught my attention that I wanted to that I want to kind of talk about. All right. So I've been watching some old monster truck videos that are on YouTube. 
and I was watching the 1988 final race of the season. And, and it's actually really cool because uh, Devin's old truck is on there as the Barbarian. Really? But it's back when Jimmy still owned it. Hmm. So it's, I've been watching some of the videos, and I, I moved up to 1990. Okay. I did not realize there was so much of a technological advancement between 1988 and 1990 in monster trucks. Because in 88, those trucks are bouncing all over the place, and they're all on leaf springs. and The, the front engine. The front engine. The yeah. wheelbase is way too short. Um, you go to, to, to 1990, and all of a sudden, everybody's got coilovers, and everybody has changed their suspension and lengthened their, their wheelbase and, and changed the entire truck. It was really interesting to me to see how much of an advance there was in like two years of just watching that. Well, I feel like the late 80s, early 90s is really when monster trucks like hit their stride. So there was more money spent and put into the technology forum. Yeah, it was more of a novelty before they actually started competing, right? So when they, yeah. started, when they started competing, then safety became an issue. And they're like, well, crap. You know, the original trucks, when you watch them go over a couple cars, it looked like they were going to tip over. Like you said, leaf springs, front engine. It was, it was a stock truck sitting on top of a huge frame bolted. I mean, it was, it was very basic, very simple. Like the first Bigfoot truck was just something that one of the Ford family put together to get around the farm and just be an absolute dumbass with. So, I mean, that's where that's where Bigfoot came from. Well, and, and I can see that. Yeah. And to an extent, I understand that. I, I I think it just kind of caught me off guard, like like you were saying. It literally was just a truck bolted onto another chassis, like crudely bolted to just another frame. <laughs> crudely bolted yeah, to another absolutely. frame, and they would just slowly drive over the cars. And then you go two years ahead, and all of a sudden, like they're clearing the second group of cars because they're building up enough speed and the suspension's that much better. So I, I guess it just kind of caught me off guard to see how much how much that had changed things. I mean, those dudes get wild nowadays. They, they do backflips on on call. Like, they willingly can just pull off a backflip in a monster truck because they want to. I, like, would, I would pay to watch, uh, Fro, you do a backflip on a bicycle. <laughs> I mean, that would be fun. Oh, I'm there. I don't even know if I could roll backwards across the yard. I'll, I'll push you. I'll get you started. <laughs> We're going to start, start building the ramp tonight, I think. Yeah, I'm in. I'll <laughs> but, charge up my drill. But one of the things I wanted to, I wanted to kind of talk about is, is uh, I want to touch back again on what are you watching. Bo, what are you watching on YouTube right now? Um, not to date anything, but I watched the first couple episodes of Top Gear US today with Dax and Rob and the other what, British guy or English guy, whatever. I don't remember his name. <laughs> Uh, but he even says in the first episode, "I'm not. I'm the one that's not famous." So, um, I like Top Gear anyway. But like we talked about earlier, I like the old UK version better. Oh yeah, you sure. know what I mean. But this, I, I just like Dax Shepard. I, just, I mean, I do. Maybe a little man crush. I don't know. Dude's likable. The dude's likable, like, and he's a real gearhead. He really knows what he's talking about, and, and I dig it. But those guys are having a blast doing what they're doing. And if you haven't watched that stuff, which we talk, I already asked you guys, you don't need to watch that. It's the first two episodes. So is it completely different from the one that was on? on no, before. No, it's not. The first episode, each three of they tell the guys the each one of them to pick out the car that 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 is like pick out a car that that's you. So. I'm not going to give away the show because there's a little bit of, there's some fun about it, you know, in the beginning, but so they pretty much, they do a drag race and they do an autocross and, and I think that was the whole show, but, uh, you'll find out how competitive Dax Shepard is 
in, in that deal. And oh, then, he's wildly and, competitive. And then, the, and then the second show, they give him a. It's just like oh, when they give him a budget. They say you have you know five thousand dollars to find a vehicle, and you guys are going to go do the uh, overlanding deal. So the second episode, they're doing overlanding episode. That so it's it, which I've never really been in overlanding, and I probably never will be. But it's fun to watch. I dig <laughs> it. You know, <laughs> I get that. I get that. But between that and just the, uh, you know, I, I watch a lot of the one eight seven motorsports and a little Murder Nova stuff. Um, a lot of thirteen twenty videos. So, I mean, yeah. all all the normal. I even started watching you know, uh Fireball Camaro. Really recently, yeah. yeah. I see, and I, I haven't got into that. I, I watched the the interview the other day he did with uh, Boosted GT. Uh, apparently, the the Hoosier slick, the Hoosier Mickey Thompson slick controversy, yeah. is from from his shop, is from Fireball shop. It, yeah, but it was from a couple years ago. He, See, mentioned, that, he mentions that, that on the YouTube things. video. It was one of the, the, the secrets. Everybody's always asking Ryan, what are you doing? How, how are you sex successful? How are you hooking up? Blah, blah, blah. And he wanted everybody to think he was still on a Mickey Thompson. Whenever really he's one of those Hoosiers that were hooking so good. So he didn't want to give anybody a hand, so he was shaved <laughs> off the Hoosier. And he was grinding the logo Tom. off. Yeah, he was grinding them off. He said, what happens? We just got lazy. You know, he was no, he's not being sponsored, so it's not like he broke any, you know, any, any commitments or anything. But, yeah, that's what it was. It was from, like I said, two years ago. But, and, and you've been watching some of the the motion race work stuff. Did I you watch? watch? All, I watch all the motion race work stuff. Did Those you? So awesome. you watch the El Toro videos? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What did What did you think of the El Toro videos? I think it would be awesome to be able to do something like that. No, the, those guys. Um, I don't. The whole idea was cool. I liked it. You know what I mean? I mean, there, there's a lot to it. I don't know how in depth you want to get on on that deal, but uh, well, and and one uh, of the things that that interested me about it is. Kind of what we've talked about before. You'll you'll challenge yourself just to just just to have some fun, just to be able to do something that's fun. I thought that was a really cool way to, to challenge yourself. Is they had a, a car and a motor and and let's make it run eight seconds in eight days. Well, also there's no better way to showcase the fact that you make bolt-on race parts than we're going to throw this car together. Yeah, and that's the thing they're de- de- designing and developing those parts as they go along. Yeah, I think that's the that's one of the, that's a, the biggest thing I like about those guys. You know what I mean? Is they, they develop and build and use the parts that they sell. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I love that. I, I got told by a guy, uh, Blake Anderman of DIY Hemi. He said, if you're going to develop your own parts, 3D printing is the way to go. Because you can design it, come up with it, print out a rough model, and then you can send the specs out to get milled. Because then you already have the specs. You just send the file to the guy that's going to mill it, the company that's going to mill it out for you, and they're making it. Like, if you look on my Hemi right there, on the thermostat, that black spacer... I was looking at that a minute ago. Okay, so what that is, is um, they you get a bad read from the sensors, and the wires are out all over the place on the temp sensors on these Hemis for a swap. What they did is they made a spacer that moves the sensor ports and everything else up an inch. You plug in, you put your sensors there, and then it's all tucked into the ignition and injector harness, so you don't have wires everywhere. Nice. Real nice look. Cool. It's tucked in and hidden, but they, developed, they 3D printed that, developed it, and... I was one of the first guys to pre-order because I was following him so close, and now we're buddies. That's really cool, and and just looking at it, like it's a very noticeable piece. Yes, like it, it's it's something that sticks out, but at the same time, like I didn't I didn't realize exactly why it was there. But it doesn't look out of place. It, it doesn't, doesn't look, look out. It doesn't of place. look weird. You know? No, but I mean, good. yeah, he was telling me he goes three D printing is the way to go if you're going to be making your own parts. So like. Like if you're fabbing or something like that, so I guarantee you, Motion Raceworks has a 3D printer. Oh, they've got all sitting, kinds sitting of there printing. cranking out plastic versions of what they're going to make. 
they test fit it, and then they probably send it out to get milled, or they're doing their own milling. Well, and, and a lot of – I wouldn't say a lot. Some of the stuff that, that I've noticed that those guys are putting out, they, they tend to fabricate it in steel. Yeah. They, they've got like an ECM mount that goes on your roll bar. They, they do a lot of steering columns. They do a lot of – like there's a lot of really cool parts coming out. Wings. And Wings. They, like steering wheels themselves. It, it's I mean, a, it's like, a lot of the basic little stuff that we would normally rig up our own little stuff. You know what I mean? To make it work. They're it's making true. nice pieces. You know what I mean? I like I would rather spend the twenty five bucks or thirty bucks on a on a roll bar mount for my Terminator stuff than rig something up or zip tie it up. For oh, them. absolutely, like we would do. You know, <laughs> we would do that absolutely. But too much roadkill. <laughs> <kill. laughs> <laughs> I, I will not edit that. Edit out. that. Don't do it. Don't don't edit that. <laughs> edit that. I think every time Fro asked me to edit something out, I say I will, and then I forget. <laughs> Because I have the attention span and memory of a goldfish. <laughs> Getting back to some of the other stuff that I, I mentioned previously that I was watching on, on YouTube. Uh, Project Binky. If you guys have, have not watched Project Binky. I haven't watched it since I watched it with you, and I apologize. I know I said I'd check it out. but So that thing's going into paint now. Yeah. It, it, it is going to be an outlandish color. I mean, don't get me wrong. Super. It was a super cool thing. And watching it and everything, but it's also one of those guy, one of those deals. I just wouldn't watch it on my own. Like if I was hanging out with you and you wanted to watch it, I'd watch it and be interested. But I'm it's, not going to seek it out myself. Probably it's so dry and British, man. I feel like you've explained it to me so much that I don't need to watch it. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I understand it's it's awesome. There's all the ingenuity is going into it. I mean, I, I it's awesome. I'm just not going to watch it. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to lie to you. I lied and said I'd watch it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Now we see who the true friends are. I get it. The ones that honestly told you that we're not going to watch it again. <laughs> it's not going to watch it. No. But, um, but, I mean, like I said, it's a really cool project that they're doing. And it's really cool to watch engineers actually working on something and designing this stuff. But at the same time, it's really dry, man. Like, I got addicted to Freiburger and Dulcich and yelling at each other for 30 minutes. See, and and this is where you and I differ because I'm not a I'm not a Dulcich kind of guy. Like I'd rather watch I'd rather watch Freiburger and Finnegan. See, I'm more of a see you and Maddox are more roadkill. I'm roadkill garage all the way. I like roadkill garage I, better. Hey, listen, I'm fifty fifty, and honestly, when we first when Dulcich first started coming on, like getting big in the episodes, I didn't like him in the beginning. After about five or six episodes. I like him just as much as Freiburger or Finnegan, man. I really do. He's weird. He's a weird oh, dude. Oh, yeah. He is a weird dude. He's a weird I mean, dude, but I like that. You don't get you know? to have that kind of IQ and also be charismatic. No. I mean, you don't get both. No. <laughs> That's called a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a dangerous word. Hold on. I'm going to have to Google that. Um, you can't spell it. <laughs> Facetious. Does that start with a V or an F? But uh, one of the things that I, that I wanted to come back around to and I wanted to talk about that I'm watching on YouTube. I don't know if you guys are watching this. I know you guys aren't watching this. I don't even know why I'm saying that. If you say Project Binky again, I'm going to get you committed for old age. Not a, not. <laughs> this, is a, this is a scene from Waiting. But anyway, uh, there's a, a country musician named Granger Smith. And he is rebuilding a Chevy truck. Yep. That that was used in in one of his videos. Apparently, he's owned it since he was sixteen. It was one of the first vehicles he drove legally. Uh, it it had been rolled a couple times. It it had been beat. 
and, and he's in the process of rebuilding that truck. I've actually been keeping up with those episodes, and they're, they're only up to like episode 17. I think it was actually one of those things where he, he was looking for a way to keep his, the guys who drive his bus, a way to keep those guys busy. Right. And still keep them around. So it, it, I've, I've been watching that. It's actually really interesting. It's it's He's going back to stock with it to an extent. So it's it's one of those inline six builds. So you 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 got to kind of you got to kind of bear with the idea that that that's what he's doing. It's it's not a hot rod build. It's not it's not a custom build. It's literally just bringing it back to where it was. I mean, it's it sounds really cool. I, I haven't checked it out. I know I said I would, and it's not it's not a project Pinky. Uh, not checking it out. It's more of a I forget about it until you bring it up again. Because I mean, there's just so much going on. But like, uh, you got me hooked on Kenny Wayne Shepherd stuff. Mainly because he's Mopar. Kenny Wayne Shepherd's awesome, but also, by the way, I'm not going to be watching the Granger Smith stuff. <laughs> the Kenny Wayne Shepherd <laughs> stuff is awesome. And, and you know, I know we, we talked about coming back around and actually talking about some musicians that own some, some really cool cars. That guy's got a pack of really cool cars. He has a great collection. And, and not only that, but a, a, a great musician as well. Oh, yeah. I'm a big Stevie Ray Vaughan fan, and you actually turned me on to Kenny Wayne Shepherd years ago. You handed me a burnt disc, a burnt CD. So here you like, I know you love Stevie Ray. Try this out, and I still have that CD. What's a CD? It's a, I've got. <laughs> I'm whole, just kidding. I'm hey, just kidding. I'm sorry, I've got a whole CD case in my car still. Not, you know. I'm not that young. There's a there's a book, like a giant book over on one of these shelves full of CDs. This is one of those moments where you're glad Maddox isn't here. Oh man. <laughs> He'd have a heyday with this. It'd be the get out of my yard warning. I don't think you realize I was crying earlier when I said you needed to go get some applesauce and take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> and you could yell, you could yell incoherently at the neighborhood kids later. Like I was crying. My my whole intention on my <laughs> sharing too much. My whole intention on my fortieth birthday, we talked about this, was was khaki shorts, <laughs> knee high socks and sandals. The uh, the A shirt, the 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 wife beater shirt, yeah, the tinted visor, and just a lawn chair hammering PBRs in my front yard. I'm gonna get you and yelling at the neighborhood kids to stay out. I'm gonna get you a Corvette fanny pack just to complete the look. <laughs> so when I turn 40, which is this year, um, I'm just gonna start dressing like Boyd Coddington did. I think <laughs> it's all the time. Just nothing but Hawaiian t-shirts yeah. or Hawaiian button-up shirts yeah. all the time. Live in Oklahoma. That's how. That's how I'm gonna roll. Baseball cap, glasses. Yep. I'll grow a beard even. More of a beard. I can dig it. I'll be like, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so so one of the reasons that, that we, we brought Bo on the show is uh, Bo is who I'm actually going to be going to Rocky Mountain Race Week with. Let's hear some let's hear a little bit about your car. About the old wagon. That, so um, this is a what, eighty one? Eighty two. 82 well, Malibu listen, wagon. Here, here's the thing. I My birthday is September of 81. This car was actually built September of 81, but it didn't come out until 82. So it was a, a tag or uh, 82 t- model titles in 82. Man, no, it's super Pretty cool when cool. you had that happen. Yeah, like, right? That worked out for me with my 86, my 86 Ram. It was built like, it was literally only eight months older than me. I, I wish I could say that the car was in better shape than me at this age, but I put a lot of work into that car. <laughs> and, and I still think there's some resemblance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, short and heavy. Bad, so, bad attitude. 
so what what's your what's your plan? With so so originally the plan was. Um, and, car- and we do kind of cover this a little bit on yeah. on our so, next podcast. So my so. plan was to, to there's a whole lengthy backstory that I'm gonna leave alone for now. But um, get the Malibu, get the wagon, um, build it for um, Harvard Power Tour. I will yep. take my family. Um, I've got a daughter that she just turned four. I have a son that's uh, he turned eleven in November, and then I also have an older son who's. He'll be twenty in a couple months. He's actually off in college. He's, that's that's not your kid. That's he's yeah, he, he's yeah, way cooler than you. He is way cooler. Than me. He's way smarter. <laughs> anyway, he he wouldn't be able to go because he goes to school and he works when he's not at school. So, but he understands. But anyway, so I was gonna build the car so we take so I take my family on ride power tour. That was the goal. I wanted a reliable cruiser overdrive, you know, seven R four, um, air conditioning, right, the whole bit. Okay, that lasted for about what for two months. Something like that. About two months. Then we went to... Actually, I bought the car. I got it in February of last year. I haven't had it. I've only had it a year. Yeah. So I've done a lot of stuff to it in a year. Yes. Um, got it in February of last year. We actually went to Rocky Mountain Race Week. Day one in Tulsa in September. Yes. Literally being there 20 minutes, I'm like, yeah, this is what I got to do. Right. I, I've got to be in an event like this. It, it, the whole atmosphere is amazing. Right, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna do drag week too. I, I kind of, I'm kind of stuck on the Rocky Mountain Race Week thing. The whole atmosphere is better. Um, it, it's not as um, competitive, from, well, I mean, what, from what I understand. After our episode with Stone Cipher, and we talked about the differences between Rocky Mountain Race Week and Drag Week, man, I would, I, if I was gonna do it, and this is an event I want to do, it, like I want to do lap tire tracks lap of America with my car, um, but. I mean, it sounds like Rocky Mountain Race Week's where it's at. Like, it sounds like it's just like you said, the the, the atmosphere is better, and everybody everybody was super chill. Well, oh, man. And, and and I think that I think that kind of depends because I I know when it, when I say it depends, I, I think it it depends on how you're exposed to it and and how you become a part of it. I know in 2014 when they did uh, Drag Week, and it started and ended in Tulsa. We were we were all there. Yeah, yep. We all went to the we all went to drag week together, and we we were there for about five minutes, and every one of us wanted to build a drag week car. Right. You know, I I think it's it's one of those things that, and I've mentioned it before. We've talked about it before. You get away from some of this stuff for a little bit, and you kind of forget. You forget how much fun it was. You forget how 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 much fun it can be to get back together with your friends, and and do dumb stuff. You know, and and. I can honestly say that anytime I get back together with with the guys from back home, that's how it is. Like it's going to be dumb stuff the entire time we're there. And and the great thing about some of this stuff is, I've known some of these guys long enough that the conversation picks right up where we left off. Right. Three, three years ago, last time we talked to each other, something like that. And, and you know, I, I even when we were at uh, Rocky Mountain Race Week. Pardon me. When we were at Rocky Mountain Race Week, uh, there's there's a, a friend of mine that was over with the they they had a two seater and a three seater dragster that they were they, they take passengers and they go do like an eight second pass. One of the guys who's a part of that team, I, I've known him for quite a while, and then we haven't talked to each other for the better. It's been probably a decade since I talked to that guy. 
But as soon as I walked up and started talking to him and asking him some questions about the car, he immediately knew who I was. And, and he looks over and he goes, oh my God, Fro, what are you doing here? And, and and at some point, I'd love to get those guys together and, and talk to them because that's a, a really interesting program. Yeah. But getting back to the point, I think it's just how you're exposed to these things. I, I think the, the, the Hot Rod Power Tour, when I went, awesome. It, it was a, a truly remarkable experience. Um, going and just watching Drag Week in 14, watching it with you guys was awesome. Going to Rocky Mountain Race Week, you know, I, I, I had the guys from back home sitting in one section. I had you and, you and Maddox in the other section. And... and it, I really think that's how it is. Is is you go to an event like that and you see everybody having that much fun and you you get to talk to your 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 friends again, and that gives you a chance to to think like, man, I should be doing this. So I I think I've been friends with you long enough that that we've been four wheeling together, and that was the coolest thing we ever could have done at that point. Yeah. Um. I've I've watched you guys street race. No, no, we don't street race. All at the track. It's it's past the statute of limitations. I think we're fine. Okay. Yeah. Definitely a lot of street racing going on back there. <laughs> Lots. But but it's it's I, I do. I think I think it's how you get immersed back into it. Right. I, I think when you disappear from something for an amount of time, getting back to it reminds you how much you loved it. Well it's like uh like Max even said, when he wasn't working in automotive, he didn't do anything. Automotive. Like, he didn't work on his truck. He didn't do anything. See, and I, I don't think I could do that. I mean, even even if I even if I, I didn't do automotive stuff for a living. Yeah. I, I don't think I could, I, I could go. Without with, doing it. Without having a project in the garage. Without without having the Fairlane or the, the, the Harley in the garage or working on the truck. I mean, currently I'm trying to get the Mazda put back together from its horrendous problems. You know, I went a couple of years without having a hot rod, right? Yeah. I had the Mustang, sold the Mustang to Jimmy. Um, I went two or three years without without having any anything, other than, you know, my dailies or whatever. But I never stopped looking for stuff to buy. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't have any intention on buying anything, but I was still like reading articles, like looking through all the Facebook marketplace wasn't a thing then. Oh man. But it like, it's huge now, but I was on Craigslist every day. I mean, I, I was always looking at stuff. I never got out of it. You know what I mean? But, um, I definitely know I'm not buying anything else. Cause every bit of my money is going into my duster right now, but no, I'm every day, no, every day I'm looking how, how are things going on the duster? Um, um, from from outside looking in, I can see the contents of my truck trunk from over here. Um, <laughs> we've got the quarters cut off ish. Um, we're working on getting ready to put that in. We're gonna put the floors in. It's gonna take some cleaning up. Oh, it's gonna take a lot of cleaning up. Like like definitely some cleanup coming. But we we're just trying to get to where we could see everything under. To make sure that was all good before we pressed on too hard. Um, Have you found anything that was more surprising than you thought it was going to be? Um, surprisingly, I thought my driver's side was the better of the two sides. And you all should have seen the cloud that came out of all that rust that was hanging out on that side when I cut it. Um, 
Well, I know there was some body filler. Uh, oh, there's dust definitely some, coming out also. Um, it definitely. <laughs> well, at one point, this car was driven through a fence. That's why the front bumper is messed up and everything. Um, the rear, I don't know what happened to the rear. I'm guessing it got tagged at some point uh, early in its life because we didn't paint this car. My step, little backstory, because I don't think Bo knows. My stepbrother bought this car when I was 16 years old. And then he's had it this entire time. And I finally got it from, what, two years ago now? Something like that. Something like that. So this car was this color and same peeled paint and everything since we he's had it. So I know they don't. I know that he and I did not have anything to do with that that body filler back there. So I'm guessing it got tagged at some point. It had to have. And I know they weren't street racing with that slant six. That's true. I mean, they might have. They might have been like trying to work a field like an eight in tractor. But see, and, and and we were we were talking about this earlier, and talking about when you when you cut off the quarters. Getting back to getting back to Bo's car, you know there there were I, I I helped a little bit with getting the wagon put together. No, you helped you helped quite a bit. He, he's so he's, he's being that way. He, he's he, so he helped me out quite humble. a bit. He helped me out quite a bit. I mean, you you did you did an amazing job with the bumpers. See now the the bumpers was one of those things when 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 Bo said he was he was looking at getting a car. I, I sent him a, a couple of text messages and we mentioned like he's always wanted to at some point or another always wanted to have a long roof always oh yeah always wanted to have a wagon always love wagons so we when it came to that point I said hey man you know this is one of those things where you, you've always you know dug wagons maybe you should look at some wagons and and I'm not taking credit for that but I may have pushed him that no it, it, it made sense because it was my, it was gonna be a family cruiser. It's gonna be power to her family. I mean, well, there's yeah. a car seat in. There's a car seat. We bought a separate car seat for the wagon. It stays in the wagon. <laughs> My daughter loves riding in that wagon. So I mean, it made sense. Oh, I can't wait to take my boy in the duster. I can't wait. See, and and when when you when you bought the wagon, the wagon had uh, the motor had been taken apart mm-hmm. and was still inside the car. So the, the heads were off. It was all rusted. Everything was, everything was bad. It still had the, the turbo three fifty C yes. transmission in it. Yes. And that was probably half full of water. Oh. And, and when it came time, uh, Bo had a motor, Bo had a transmission. I, I messed with the transmission a little bit and learned that I'm not a transmission guy when it comes to the 700 R fours. Those things are full of damn witchcraft. I'm sorry. They're magic. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little wizard that lives inside there and he controls everything. Turbo 350, apparently any moron can fix one of those. I know because I did. 904s. <laughs> 904s, kind of the same way. But when it, when it came time to, to drop the motor and transmission into this car, it was one of those things where Bo and I are not notorious for having patience together. No. There have been times when when we were ready to kill each other. So it's it's one of those things where you, you don't expect things to go as well as they sometimes do. When we went to set the motor and transmission into that car, it literally just leveled out and set itself down on the transmission cross member and drop down onto the mounts and it was it was like it was meant to be and that's literal that's literally how it happened like they're, they we're not churching it up i mean that's exactly what happened 
Like it, it was, it, like it, motor the motor mount bolt just, went, loop, just slid around. What the? What's going on? No, this is not supposed to happen. I brought this hammer over here. I, I didn't get to use it. You know. And and I think I think that's what you're. I think that's the the point that we all want to get to. And I think that's the point you're going to get to with your quarter panels when that finally comes together and everything's finally starting to get tacked into place. There, there's really nothing that beats that high from I did something right. No, I I can put you, I can tell you right now. Even though Mike, like I said, the passenger side didn't go exactly according to plan. I got offline towards the end, <laughs> but um, nerves will play a big part of that because I was so nervous. I fogged up my glasses because like I was just radiating heat. Um, but uh, man, it's like you've, you dreamed over in a wagon, so everything falls into place because you just it's what you dreamed of. It's happening. It's going. I have dreamed of owning this duster since I was 16 years old, and I just turned 34, and it's sitting in my garage, and I'm building it and making it right again. Now, no one that's known this car will recognize it when I'm done because it's going to be completely different, but at least I know. And not only that, but you'll, you'll know every nut and bolt of the car. And that's something that not everybody can say, and that's, that's where you're at with the wagon. Is you mm-hmm. at this point know every nut and bolt in the car? Yep, absolutely. So it, it's there's certain there's certain things, you know, little tricks I've learned because I've had it torn apart completely and put back together a couple times now. Other than the motor and trans hasn't come out yet. <laughs> um, we I did just put aluminum heads on the on the. Uh, the oh, my, those my, wagon's got a three eighty three. It looks good. So I put some aluminum heads on it. Um, that was all in spirit of. The race week thing for doing drag racing and stuff. right it had some stock little iron heads on it the car ran fine ran perfect I'm nothing wrong with it at all but i don't want to i'm gonna run an index class right yeah i really don't want to run in the 1400 index class i can't i can't be the slowest index class hey, i just can't bring myself to do hey, it in all honesty this is a safe place like there's nothing wrong with the slant six outside of it leaked i could have just pulled it refreshed it yeah. papped her back in kept that car 100 original it yeah. sounded a bit tractorish when Look, you were driving there was <laughs> no exhaust left under that car it was not safe to drive but that didn't stop me from driving it um you and those stance jdm kids how Whoa. freaking dare you Whoa. it's about safety you go get your old ass in the corner <laughs> Paul, Pat Paul. Hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that being said, if if everything's put together with the wagon, well, I mean it is put together now. And when I finally get to the track and go around it, if it runs 14s, that's what it runs. Yeah, it is what it is. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna run the 14 index class. It's gonna be hard not to put some nitrous on it to make it run faster. But I want to finish race week. I want to finish it. I want to get through. I, I don't want to. I mean, I want to be competitive. We've talked about this. You know, it, it's gonna suck if the car runs 1490s. Then there's no way I'm close. But I also heard Stone Cipher talk about those guys are. If you're in a 14.0 class, you got to run 14.001 to be competitive. Exactly. Right? So yeah, we got. I got to get it figured out. But I mean, yeah. I didn't know this until after the Stone Cipher episode, and Fro pointed it out when we were driving back, back to his, back to his rig. I didn't realize I was building a time attack car <laughs> until Fro was like, "You realize you're building an autocross car, right?" What? No, See, I didn't. I was just putting together the car that was in my in my head and what I wanted to do with it. Actually, I didn't even know what I wanted to do with it. I was just building a, the car, and I had the image in my head. Come to find out I was building an autocross car. See, and, and that's when, when you got to talking to me about what suspension you're putting under it, when you got to talking to me about the, the, the motor and how it's going to be set up and, and all that, 
it's literally what it is. It's it's going to be an, an autocross style of car. It'll be a blast to drive is what it's going It'll to be. It'll be a blast to drive, absolutely. You'll be able to hang a corner like nobody's business. So did the math. We got, we got. I'm sorry, my other group got talking engine weights. How much do you think that slant six weighs? Man, I, I've never been good at this. There's Every time I say there's like 3,000 jelly beans in the jar. 335 pounds. 475. I was going to say 460. <laughs> Golly. That Hemi weighs 533. I only gained 58 pounds going from a slant six to a modern Hemi with 500 horse. I get that. That's worth it, I guess. That car's gonna. <laughs> that car's gonna be a rock. It's gonna scare me. I guarantee it's gonna scare me. I've never driven anything like that ever. Just wait until you put the, the until you actually put the car on the scales and see how much weight you've lost through the the lighter suspension parts and and switching from a bench seat to bucket seats and and transmission is gonna be lighter. That that automatic you've got is heavy. Well, spot of bad news. You're hearing it here. Uh, just so I can get parts and make it to Moparty, uh, the Trimix getting sold. You're killing me. I'm sorry, man. I got I got to get parts so I can get to Moparty, and I don't see a way of doing that without selling the Trimix. Because keeping the Trimix and trying to put it in there equals almost $3,000 of more parts I need to get versus a $600 torque converter to go with the automatic. See, I, I, I totally get that. I, I understand that, that you're you're trying to get to... You have a goal. Right. That's where we were with the Nova. Yeah. We had a goal. I'm going to hit that goal regardless of whatever it takes. That's that's John's mentality. I, I, I'm not that guy. Like I tend to, I tend to give up. I tend to, I tend to get frustrated. Well, I mean, I get, I get frustrated. John gets motivated, and Bo gets angry. Hey, I've gotten better. <laughs> you know, I have. I, I mean, it's just I never thought I'd be the guy to sit out in my garage one night, look at my car, and fire up the grinder and cut off quarter skins. Never thought I'd be that guy. Ever see and and this is this is kind of the funny thing with 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 me and Bo. We've watched our friends do stuff like this. We we've been a part of some stuff like this. We've done some really stupid things. Right, and, and that's you know again I'm getting into a personal story, but I have a, a friend back home who's who's putting a, a '67 Chevy pickup on an '85 K K5 Blazer chassis. I love that truck. It's it's, nice. it's a really cool looking truck. And and one of the things that we had to do is we had to cut down the bed so that we could actually make everything fit. And, and once we got it done, like right now, the truck looks amazing. Yeah. He he had he, he's had body work done, he's had paint laid down, he's he's getting it to that point to where he's just almost ready. And and now he's looking for a seat and some stuff like that. But when it came time to cut that bed, he knew that that I had been around the shop. One of our friends had cut down the bed on his truck so that he could four-wheel it. It, it. He was trying to get a better departure angle, so he wanted to move the back end of the bed in. So I've watched it. I've seen it done. I, I've got a pretty good idea of, of what it takes to do it. And we sat down and mapped everything out on his bedside so that he could maintain his stake pocket so that he could, he could make the, the truck bed look right. So once we got it all laid out, it was one of those things. 
he had to step out for a minute because he was nervous about about cutting into the truck. Well, by the time he came back into the shop, I'd already laid down the first cut. Like it, it's you have to go at it with this kind of reckless abandon to to figure out what you can and cannot do. Bo has an opinion on this. We were just talking about what we've been watching. I forgot I've been watching Ian Russell so much. <laughs> you said talking about laying down cut. That man will cut anything up, man. And that he's a talented fellow. And that's I I like that guy. Sorry, you know? I'm not trying to change the subject. Oh at no, all. you're going. It just it hit me. It, it kind of plays into the subject because that guy is is another one. Ian Russell is another one of those guys that has reckless abandon. When it comes time to cut, he cuts. He doesn't think twice about it. He doesn't put a lot of uh, a lot of mapping it out. Like we sat there for an hour on that bedside, just drawing lines about how to cut it so that we could keep the steak pocket. That well, guy doesn't do that. Well, that being said, he's cut up so much stuff. He can look at it and be like, "Okay, well, here's where it needs to happen." And, and again, yeah, I think that's so. experience. Oh no, absolutely. Well, see, the thing of it was, and what what I'm doing different with the duster that that I did different from my first project to C10. I just wasted so much time waiting on the guy who said he'd be there to help me do something on the C10 that with a duster, I decided I'm not waiting on anybody. And I hate to say it, but Max came over and didn't Max didn't do anything wrong. This doesn't, I, I led into that wrong. Uh, Max came over to help me get the wiring mapped out a little bit, what we're going to do through all the new wiring and everything. And then I didn't touch the car because I didn't know where to go from there. The car sat for three months. The only thing I did to move it was I put it on casters so I could move it out of my way easier in the garage. Um... And then a buddy of mine talked, we got to talking a little bit, and we all, now three or four of us have a goal of getting the Mo Party, and he wants to bring his hemi-swapped Cuda, I'm going to try to bring my hemi-swapped Duster, and we're going to do a little challenge against each other, see who can, he thinks I'll win in the quarter mile because I'm way lighter, and then he also thinks he'll win in the autocross, which he might because I'm not going to have any of the upgrade suspension I was, I'm wanting to do on it yet because we're kind of... I always make fun of the SEMA Crunch guys because I'm like, well, you know it's coming. Why do you wait that long? <laughs> and here we are in the Mo Party Crunch. See, and I think that's that's part of the fun of this is you make a commitment to something. When when we started building the Nova, it, it was, hey, man, what do you think of Novas? I, I, I don't know. What year do you have? Is it the 75 to 79 that's real boxy? Or are we looking at, like, the the – 69 to 72s and he goes oh it's a 74 and i go well it's not the most desirable but yeah i guess i'm okay with it he goes good i bought it it's on the trailer i'll have it at the house next weekend and we'll start working on it and and that's that's how that build started right and, and as john and i have, have kind of talked this out a little bit more like we're not afraid to go ahead and, and start looking at one of those disco novas one of those 75 to 79s and kind of have some fun with one of those i i think He's got some really great ideas about where he would want that to go. I think that car could be cool. See, my problem was going back to the marketplace. I found a uh, 70 era Malibu wagon for $3,400 in Tulsa on marketplace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, I'm like, who do I know that would want to go in on a wagon with me? I learned my lesson. We passed up on that Monaco fro, and I, I can't I can't let that happen again. <laughs> that Monaco would have been fun. Oh, my God. It would have been the best podcast car. <laughs> Show up with, like, Mad Fro Monroe just plastered down the side. Like, I'm talking full Richard Rawlings annoying in-your-face self-promotion. I want, I want the entire hood to be my face. 
I'm fine with that because you're the talent, big guy. <laughs> you know what I'm also going to get put on there? Me. <laughs> Me. Oh, goodness. But, I mean... I don't know. I mean, like... See, I'm so new to this. To the car thing. Like, I didn't get to... I didn't grow up doing this. Like, I got in the cars in my mid to late 20s. Um, but, I mean, like, I've always just wanted to have that core group of guys... That we get together on the weekend somewhere and we work on somebody's car. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm extremely jealous that you guys get to do that. Because I don't really, outside of Fro and Maddox, and maybe one of the Narcs boys every now and then, I don't really have anybody to work on cars with. It's usually me out here by myself listening to crappy emo music or something. <laughs> that doesn't help. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't help at all. I so hate this car. <laughs> Why won't it just be finished? Maybe one of these cuts will get me. <laughs> <laughs> and now we've now we've gone off the rails again. What, what, and <laughs> I live off the rails. What other events are you looking at, Bo? What other events do you think you would like to do? To to just to go visit or to actually uh, participate in? Either way. I mean, I still want to do. I would still like to do Drag Week, and I still want to do Hot Rod Power Tour. But those are. Number two and three. I don't, you know, right now I'm, I'm, like I said, I can't be any more excited about race week. That's where I, that's where all my focus is at. I already have my little trailer. I got to get it set up. Um, we, me and Devin, Devin and I, uh, we cut into the rear bumper of the wagon and welded a, a hitch into it so I can pull the trailer. I mean, it's, it's in there, buddy. It, I've, I've already been pulling the trailer around town. There you go. You know what I mean? i got to get the wiring finished up, which is super simple. I, it's been so stinking cold that I haven't, I haven't I don't want to do it, you know? But well, and, and I think right now you're at the at the point where you're starting to fine-tune some of this stuff. You're starting to figure yeah. out, clean up some of the wiring and... and yeah, and I, I ditched the AC compressor, so now I'm trying to decide what I want to do with all the other stuff. That's like, temporary. You wanna, ditched it for now. Do I want to leave it there? Do I want to just wipe it out? Because I don't... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, that's see. that's the hard battle I've made is, do I go ahead and AC the Hemi, or do I just go without and get rid of everything? See, now, where I'm at now, I wish I would have spent all the money on all the new weather stripping and all you know all that other stuff that don't necessarily really need, right? But it sure is nice to drive. The car drives awesome. Right. It's not loud. I mean, it's, it's loud, but... You can, and like I said, it's it's the smaller, it's a smaller Malibu, right? So the, we're the Malibus. I didn't realize we're, how much smaller the close. Malibus it's are. It's like the size of an S10, maybe a little bit bigger. Oh, okay, maybe a little okay. bit bigger. You know what I mean? So it's it's a smaller one, but, uh, but like can, I can't get in without throwing my arm over the seat. Yeah, like my arm is in the rear floorboard. But it, it's comfortable for we can drive I and mean, we can talk while we're driving down the road. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like it's so loud we have to wear you know earmuffs. It's true, but. uh and you know the front seat it's a it's a bench seat it's like a couch it's very very comfortable and i was going to go buckets and froze trying to talk me into doing four buckets can't do four buckets can't bring myself to do that but i'm, I'm it's a wagon man i i do i wouldn't i, I wouldn't mind going two buckets i still say front. four buckets but my wife was like what if i want to slide over you put your arm around me and we drive and i'm like listen this is a full manual valve body transmission i'm gonna be busy you can't, you <laughs> can't be over here i'll be busy banging out gears over here okay oh so, man so that was a chair scooting across you, the floor, by the you way. You lost your train of thought. I lost my train of thought because it's just funny. Like, I'm busy. Stay over there. I, well, uh, you got to shift this thing, man. It's not put it in drive and go. I got to yeah. shift that thing out. Which a shifter sucks, by the way. We got to get a new shifter put in that deal. 
The, do, you, do you want to talk about the issue you had with the shifter this week? Oh, man. Let me tell you about my experience this <laughs> week. Got the heads on the car. Right. Literally drove it from Devon's shop to my house, which is eight, nine blocks. Take Probably. a long way around, eight, nine, ten Probably. blocks. Driving the car, Fitech is still tuning. It's new. It's getting a lot more air going through it now, so I can tell. It's it's still it's still tuning, but you know, I I was rolling on it and second kind of stabbed on it, and boy, it just I mean, it it wants to go all right. I, mean, I can tell it's it's a night and day difference from stock heads to some nice, you know, aluminum heads. But I um I get home, park the car, I didn't touch it for like two days. Uh, trash day comes rolling around. Well, I have to at my house I have to move my car out of the driveway to get my trash can out, set it on the corner. Start the car up and hear ticking. I was like, yeah, that sucks. Well, you just put heads on, you know, new push rods. I have big old roller rockers and something needs to be readjusted, you know, so whatever. So I backed the car up, put it in park. As I had to go to open the door to get out of the wagon to go get the trash can, the car pops into reverse. Boom, hits on my. And I, luckily I was still in the car, right? So I stop and I slam that thing up in park. Well, now it's ticking. Have you ever been driving rolling in an automatic and put it in, in park too fast? Mm-hmm. And it does that sound? Yeah. That's what I was hearing. Oh. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Now something else has gone wrong, you know? Take trash out, move the car back and forth, you know, you know, in my driveway. I'm sure my neighbors thought I was crazy. <laughs> going back and forth, and I'm not like drag launching or anything like I normally do, but uh, back and forth, and I, it, it, with RPM, it gets louder, more ticking. So... Turn the car off, and I'm ticked off now. I think there's something wrong with transmission, which I've got a turbo 400 ready to go to put in, but that's, you know, drive shaft, cross member, whatever. So anyway, talked to one of my real good friends who owns a, a shop in, uh, <laughs> there in Miami. Yes, Dad. <laughs> I go by, and I stop in probably once a week to talk to him. Great guy. And he's just a buddy, so I just stop and talk to him, and he's, he always asks me about the wagon. Yeah. What's up with the wagon? So I tell him what's going on. He's like, man, I've got an extra lift over here. Just bring it up here. And these guys, this guy's awesome. He always lets me go up there and, and use his lifts or whatever and helps me out. So I take the car up there and I put it on a lube lift, right? So it's a drive-on lift and it's got the rack that rolls back and forth because you do oil changes in it, right? So I, the car's up on the lift, you know? Yeah. Seven, eight feet in the air, I think. No. Yeah, six, seven feet, whatever. Probably. Well, there's stairs that go up because so you can, you know, and James says, hey, get up there start the car, I'm going to sit down here, I'm going to listen for that sound, see if we can figure out what it is. And I said, okay. So I go up there, and luckily, I, I you know, go across, because I go on the passenger side, go over the driver's side, start the car up, he's listening for this ticking sound, and he says, hey, rev it up a little bit, see if you can get to pop out of park. I was like, doesn't sound like an awful idea at this time, right? Until I do it, and it pops out of gear and in the reverse, and I'm six, seven foot in the air on a lift, and so I grab the brake. It lurches backwards. Turn it off. Throw it in park. It scares the crap out of me. And James is like, you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. I just peed a little, but I'm good. You know what I mean? Uh, and I was like probably at least three feet away from me being coming off the edge of the, the lift. So, I mean, it was safe. But the next time I made I made a, a linkage adjustment, which I'd already done like three times in making Davis. Made a linkage adjustment. I look at James. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna try it again. He's like, hey, hold on, let me uh, let me lower this lift and let me open my bay door here, my garage door. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, do that because I'm not trying to, you know, launch this thing off. But uh, turned out, wasn't anything to do with trying. I mean, the shifter linkage was the issue, but the ticking sound was a loose rocker. I just had to readjust the the the, oh. the rocker. So, so was, positive thing. All is good. That so far. could have been negative. Yeah. 
And I did drag launch the wagon in my driveway today. <laughs> and it's a runner. I'm telling you what. 7R4s have really low first gear. So they feel really fast out of first. Oh, any further than that. See, this is what I'm talking about. I dig it. <laughs> you act like I probably wouldn't like the Oklahoma guys, and I feel like we'd all have a good time. The, no, the, it gets stupid sometimes. It's, the the more the more I, I the more time I spend around you and Maddox, the the more I can see that yeah, it, it would probably be fine. But I I also know it's one of those things where and we we we've, we've discussed this on on the other podcast. It's one of those things where sometimes we can't stand each other. And and we've all been hanging out with each other for 20 plus years. You know there there there's moments where the guys we Bo and I hung out at a shop together with with a bunch of other guys. And it's it's one of those things where you can't have that many big personalities in in one room together. That many big egos, big attitudes, all in one room together. Um, sometimes people fight. Yeah, and and you got to let that go. Sometimes you got to let those guys get that out of their system, and and that's one of the things that we talked about. So that that's what I worry about is, is when you start combining these two worlds together. I, I worry how much everything is going to mesh. Well, I kind of never really ran into somebody that just absolutely hates me right off the bat. So I kind of get in. You, you look at me like you know some people that hate me right off the bat, and I no. don't know. <laughs> Not a bit. We, um, we just we have buddies that will dislike you until they like you. Does that make sense? That makes perfect you know what I mean? sense. I mean, I get that. Like they don't. They're like, yeah, this guy looks like a jerk. I'll watch my mouth. Looks like a jerk. <laughs> and then you hang out with him and you kind of gain a little bit of trust. Like, all right, this guy's not an idiot. And then your buddies and everything's good. But that can flop real easily. You know what I mean? We hated each other at first. Well, that and I am an idiot. So, I mean, we're good. <laughs> well, Fro and I would bump heads. Uh, I, I would probably frequently. I don't know. Is that the right word? Not frequently, but more often than other people. It, it was frequently enough that there was a term for it. Oh, and, and it it became instant karma. Oh, and and it was it was one of those things where Bo Bo tends to be Bo tends to be a bit more on the uh, shoot first, <laughs> ask questions later kind of state of mind. Yeah. So so if you if you are on Bo's bad side, he will tell you immediately. Yeah. And and that's again, I've been friends with this guy for a long time. And it's one of those things where he will not hesitate to look over at me and go, you know what? I don't even need you here right now. So why don't you go somewhere else until I do need you? So it's one of those things where, and, and again, I've said it before. That's just the group of guys that you hang out with. Sometimes it's going to get to that point. We had a thing at the shop where if you were just sitting around and you weren't doing anything and you were just kind of like making comments, it was like, you know what? There's bleachers right over there. You go sit down and you watch the people that are actually doing stuff, you know. Yeah. And unless you're going to come help and get your hands dirty, you have no opinions. You go over there. Um, it's a good way to be. Not trying to interrupt you, but quick story. No, there was one time I had a, an '82 Chevy short wide truck. I bought the truck full intentions on doing air ride, mm-hmm. and I had some 20 inch wheels, brand new 20 inch wheels, and do some air ride. I had the rear end out of the truck. It was on jack stands. The motor was still in the truck. The front suspension was tore apart. 
but the motor was still on the motor and trans. It was also on jack stands. I'm climbing around on the truck, and for, and there was a bunch of people there, and I'm and I may have been drinking that night because I've changed a lot. <laughs> a, a little side note on this: we all drank a lot at that point. Yeah, yeah too much. Like we, that was another reason to hang out at the shop was well, we can drink up here and it'll be fine. We don't have girlfriends or wives or anything up here. So, so Fro looks at me and he's like, hey, man, you need to be careful. Those jack stands aren't in the right place and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? Go on. Get out of here. I don't need you here. And I jumped up on the truck on the, my, you know, on the front frame rails and I grabbed like the, the intake or the car. But I started just King Kong in that thing, Donkey Kong in that thing. So I'm like, look, does it look unsafe to you? Does it look unsafe to you? Shaking the truck. And around. I was like, get out of here. And I was mad at him, right? So he's like, all right, man, all right. And he leaves. And he didn't leave the shop, but he left my area. I, I went out in the parking lot. The next day, I'm up at the shop by myself, working on the truck, right? Yeah. I'm underneath the truck. <laughs> Jack stands shoot out, and the truck lands on me and got me pinned. Like, I was stuck. It was, crush- oh it was crushing me. You know what I mean? Luckily, one of our buddies, called Big Chris, name fits the, or person fits the name, big, big boy. He was happens to be walking in the shop, and I hear and I hear him pull up. I knew it was his car. We can all tell each other's cars by exhaust, you know. And he drove a Honda. He come pulling in, and I hear the door shut, and I start screaming. I mean, I'd been laying, I'd been under the truck for probably four or five minutes. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I mean, in this, uh, this is one of the scariest times of my life. I thought I was just like, well, this is how it ends. I'm dying right here. It's crushed by my truck, and I'm thinking, Fro told me that son of, you know, <laughs> golly, he's right, he's right, and I'm pissed about it, and. So I hear Chris, and he finally makes it to the door. I'm hearing keys jiggling, unlocking the door. I'm like, it's unlocked. Just come in, you know. Finally, I'm like, Chris, Chris, get over here. And Chris, all of a sudden, turns into what I can only compare to, like, you guys know who Warren Sapp is? Yeah. Old football player. Warren Sapp, big boy, just running and jumping over all the crap that's in the shop. And there's already a, I already had a, the jack, floor jack underneath the truck. I'm like, just jack it up, just jack it up. So he, he, Runs across and he gets the truck off me. I, I get this, out. I really thought this was gonna be a mama bear like lifts the truck. No, no, there was a <laughs> there's happened to be a jack right there. So he got up and and I mean I think I probably I didn't go to the doctor for it, but I'm pretty sure I had a couple broken ribs or whatever. But that was whenever I think I changed my my uh, tone with with fro on stuff like that. I'm serious. So, now, so I would still get snappy with him just like he would with me, but that's when I was like, okay. Maybe I'll check these jack stands if he says something about it. You know what I mean? So just to, just to kind of put my angle onto this, I, I show up probably two hours later, hour later. The the shop had an office, and in the office we had like a, a couch and an old recliner, and it was it was just everybody uh, smoked in there. It oh, was yeah. it was a clubhouse. It was, it was nasty, nasty. <laughs> and I'm not sure it's gotten better. It still but, smells the same. <laughs> but it, it's I walk in and he's in the office and, and he's just laid back on the couch and I looked at him and I go you uh you alright buddy and he goes uh I'm sorry <laughs> and that was the end of the conversation that was it I, I'm sorry the truck fell on me and I honestly don't think that I've done acted like that with you ever since that time not not you know, the, that's the, where I was like, "Go away." Here's, like here's the way. here's the funny part about this is I've brought this story up several times. Anytime I want to make Bo feel guilty, I bring this story up. So the the funny part about this story 
is it does not upset me in the slightest. It didn't upset me in the slightest then. This, this was a natural part of being at that shop. This was a natural part of hanging out with these guys. You were going to get those situations where you got mad at one another. You, you had problems with one another. You know, there, there were, there were fistfights on the parking lot. There were, there, there were times when somebody was going through a breakup when you had to like calm somebody down because they were losing their mind on the parking lot. It, it's, we, we paint a different picture of it based on, on who we are and, and what we did while we were there. We, we discussed how, you know, we, we couldn't come together and we couldn't do just one project together. Right. Because it would have turned out amazing. Because each one of us had our own little our own little gift. We we could barely stand each other at times. There, there were the I started I started four wheeling. I I couldn't even tell you when. I think it was like two thousand three I bought my first Jeep. And I would go out and I would go four wheeling and I had fun. It was a blast. And and I realized sometimes I sometimes I point fingers. And I need to stop doing that. But we have a friend that when you're doing something, if he takes interest in it, he's going to do it as well. And he's going to do it better than you. And he's going to make you not enjoy it anymore because of how much better he's going to do it. Sucks the fun right out of it. Sucks the fun <laughs> right out of it. And that's that's the joke we've made with him. Oh, he's interested now. He's going to suck the fun right out of this. It's not going to be fun anymore. We, we've kind of reached that point now with, with age that I think there's actually going to be a, a pretty good representation of us at this Rocky Mountain Race Week event because it's one of those things we all haven't seen each other in a long time. Right. And these old stories are now funny where they wouldn't have been funny 10 years ago. They wouldn't have been funny five years ago. Real quick question, though. Say the worst would have happened, that truck got you. Do you think one of your friends would have been smart-ass enough to put on your tombstone Fro told him so? I don't know. I was kind of a jerk. I don't think they would have done that. Um, Fro probably would have tried to do it. <laughs> so it's, that that kind of that kind of leads me into something that that I want to talk about. We part of the reason we started we started doing this podcast is because it was something to do it was it was something we we didn't think we were going to be good at it we didn't we didn't think we were going to be bad at it definitely didn't think we'd be over 1800 plays by now i didn't think we would be there but with with me and i and i know i've talked about this with with maddox with me i think a lot of what has affected why i wanted to do this podcast and why i want to take some of this podcast back home with me and talk to some of the guys back home um there was there was a friend of ours that passed away here, twenty uh, seventeen. I think so. Yeah. And, and I I think that had like a huge effect on me that I I don't I don't fully understand even to this point. Right. But I I think a lot of a lot of the memories of, of hanging out with him and a lot of memories of, of hanging out at the shop. It, it's it's really funny being able to record this and being able to put this down so that later on my kids can go back and listen to it. Later on, your kids can go back and listen to it. Later on, your son can go back and listen to it. Yeah. It's, it's a really interesting dynamic for me to, to look at it that way. But the reason that, the reason that I brought this up is because I, I was asked to speak uh, 
at the memorial ceremony for my friend Rory when he passed away. And, and I spent like three days trying to figure out what I was going to say and just couldn't come up with anything. And I just happened to be, I was at another ceremony and I heard somebody say something and it clicked. I knew exactly what I was going to say. And, and I got up in front of all of our friends. I got up in front of all of his family. And, and I said, as clear, as clear as I could be, I said that he wanted me to get up and speak and he wanted me to get up and say something funny so that it would get people laughing. He, he didn't want it to be one of those things where it was a serious thing. Right. So I said, that, you know, we had, we had discussed this. We knew this was coming. We knew what was going on. I said, the more I thought about it, the more I realized there is no story that I can tell about him in front of his mom and his daughters. Nope. <laughs> and I think I think that's that's kind of what you're talking about. Like, would somebody in our group be smart ass enough to to have them etch that into the into the tombstone? No. Would we spray paint it on later? Probably. Yeah, I would be upset if you didn't. <laughs> so, like, I have an I have an agreement with three three different individuals to show up to my funeral wearing a Grim Reaper costume. And not say a word to anyone, just stand in the back <laughs> and possibly point at an old person on the way out. I'm telling you, you have to throw in the pointing at somebody on the way out. But I have three people lined up, so there's going to be three, three Grim Reapers at my funeral. I'm okay with it. I think it's going to work. Yeah. I think it's going to work just fine. But they got a lot of personality. It took three of them. You know, br- bringing up Rory, there's no way he could be a part of any of these shows. You know, and it's it's funny that you mention that because I I got to thinking about the the other day I I there are some things that I would like to mention about him on the show, and, and it's one of those things that as soon as you start thinking about the story, you're like, oh man, that would be hilarious. Oh wait a minute, no, what I mean is Rory's inappropriate. <laughs> I fully believe that he could watch it, watch his mouth as far as the cursing and stuff. But I think, I, and you know, I love that guy to death. I miss him so much, but he can't, he couldn't do something like this. There's, there's, there's you know, what I mean? th- this does take a different kind of person to sit here and, and in a garage record for an hour. Oh, no, yeah. Like, and speaking of which, uh, apologies for the language on the last episode. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say it right here, and Chris will probably hear this Sunday. I think I'm going to end up putting this one out on Sunday. So that you can work on editing some so more? So I can work on the editing more. Because <laughs> I'm not 100% sure that one is a quick edit job like most of our episodes. <laughs> Normally I go through and I clean up. like I shorten a few long pauses just so there's not a whole lot of dead air. Because, I mean, what a lot of people don't think about it is like one or two seconds of a radio show or a TV show that's just dead air, nobody talking feels like an eternity mm-hmm. well not only that but as one of my friends has actually mentioned to me like there have been times when there was a long pause and he thought that either his phone kicked off or his radio kicked off right so he goes to grab the volume knob to crank it up and then we start talking again and now all of a sudden it's way too loud in the truck so i mean i, I know what i say edit i mean that's normally only ed- all the editing i do is just shorten up some of those long pauses or if there's a quiet spot i'll turn it up so people can hear what's being said a little bit better but, I mean, no, I think this one's going to end up going out Sunday just so I can work on the other one better. I get that. Yeah. I get that. But I do want to say um, 
Bo and I are working on some more episodes of uh, Gearhead Perspective. We've got yep. one that we're we're getting ready to uh, let go of here pretty soon. We 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 did some recording on that. Um, we're we're starting to get our social media set up, our Facebook page, and and, and I have been. I'd love to say that I've been lazy, folks, but you've you been, don't know. You've been busy. Y'all don't know. I got things going on. And stuff. And stuff. Well, I mean, it's Facebook official. Can we announce it? Um, I, I, see, I see absolutely no reason why we can't. Why we can't just talk about this. Just go ahead and lead into this. So my, my plan for September was to go to Rocky Mountain Race Week. Right. I, I may not be able to do that due to some developments in our growing family. Some surprising developments. Some surprising developments. Um, <laughs> I, I've made some jokes on this podcast that may have come back to bite me. It looks like, it looks like, uh, congratulations are in order because we are, we are going to have another child. Look at you go. So, backstory, Fro was getting a little stressed out about this. And he goes, have you heard about my situation? My first thought was, with how he was acting, was he had cancer. <laughs> I, thought, I thought one of my good friends was about to tell me he had cancer. <laughs> and I was like, do you have cancer? No. Oh, well, cool, man. Whatever you got to say, it's not, it's not that bad. <laughs> so, I may be old, but I, I, I'm still capable of reproducing. So, we're good. Look at you go. So proud of you. Hercules. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. So, uh, the next time you see my wife, congratulate her. Oh, yeah, I will. So, we're getting to uh, getting to the end. We're, get, we're getting to the end, Bo. I mean, it was great to meet you. I've heard a lot it's about good you. meeting you, too, man. I, meeting I, the duster, the cut-up duster. I mean, I think you're on a good... Good, good, good thing going right here. I, I appreciate hearing that. I, I, for all the bravado and confidence that you guys hear on this show, I'm actually one of the most least confident people when it comes to new stuff. And I, my cousin did body work for 30 years, and he's walked me through what I need to do and the right way to do it and everything. And I do it, and I feel so great about it, feel so good, confident. And then I go to tell him that what I did, and I feel like a ten-year-old little kid tattling on themselves for getting in the cookie jar. <laughs> See, but but Bo and I talked about this before. We talked about this, I think, last week. No, it was earlier this week. Um, you you don't come into this this life as a mechanic. You don't come into this life as somebody with mechanical knowledge. You got to learn somehow. You you've got to learn somehow. So it's one of those things where you know you you've got to take that step. And once you take that step. You know whether or not you know. I, I when I worked on his transmission, I realized I'm not a transmission guy. Right. Like I'm glad I did it, and I'm glad I got a chance to look at it. It sucks that it was his transmission that took the brunt of it. <laughs> you know what? I didn't give you a hard time about that at all. I know. I, I know. Took the transmission out. I took it to a local transmission guy. He's like, "Hey, do you want me to tell you everything that was wrong with this?" <laughs> Or do you want to put me on the phone with the guy who built this for you so I can tell him? So he did. I was like, no, we're good. Just just fix it. <laughs> just fix it. He's going he, he, he to handle turbo 350s from yeah. this point yeah. on. But, I mean, it's just like I've always wanted to be a body guy. Like, I spent I spent two summers working in a body shop with my cousin. And that was when I was like 12 and 13 and completely forgot everything since then because it was 20 years ago. But Now, I love painting. 
Like I, Fro, like when we ever we got into bikes, bikes are super easy, man. I, I would I love painting stuff, but at the shop I was the only one that did body work, or I didn't really trust anybody else. The people that I would have trusted, I'd have trusted Fro to help me out. I could have told him, I could have kind of told him what I wanted out of it, and he would have done it correctly. I feel like. He, I really didn't trust anybody else. We have a buddy that also does body work, mm-hmm. but he did body work at like rebuilder shops. Yeah. So me and him had different styles. Uh, different styles. Yeah. He just made it work to get it out the door. I wanted it, I don't know, more difficult, I guess. Well, Which see, is, I'll just be nice and say more. But anyway, but I like painting, so it just sucks that you have to go through all the body work. And, and the prep is where it's at. You know, yeah. If you talk to anybody that really knows what they're talking about, a paint job is all in the prep. It's in the, sorry beating on the table <laughs> sorry dad uh it's a it's all in the prep you know it's how clean you keep everything it's it's you got to make the body work right <laughs> why do i gotta be dad because you're older oh man i mean look at that salt and pepper you got going on over there man don't look at me i've seen you look at me <laughs> shut up <laughs> i ain't that old i'm still reproducing okay. so anyway folks let's uh let's start bringing this thing to a close uh matt well where can, can they find us they can find us of Mad Fro Monroe on pretty much anything Big Box Garage. We're on TikTok, Instagram, Pod Page, Facebook. I can't believe we're Twitter. on TikTok. Hey, hey, my seat cleaning video I post on there for us, 130,000 views. You're kidding me. No, 130,000 views. It's still getting likes, and I posted it almost a year ago. Hey, uh, what's what's TikTok? Hey, no, not, not. don't worry about it. <laughs> it's. It, some somebody somewhere in China now knows thanks to my TikTok how to clean a seat that's been sitting in a barn for thirty years. Um, but uh, it was a barn find. It was real expensive. <laughs> and, and we're we're still working on some of the gearhead perspective stuff. We're we're getting some. Uh, we're getting our Facebook page together. Hey. Our, our Instagram. Both of them are under gearhead perspective. Yep. Yep. I I uh, I was very surprised. I knew you said you reserved the name, but I didn't know you guys started posting, and then it popped up one day, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And, and I'm I'm supposed to I I I am supposed to start working on some of our Facebook stuff. I take care of the Instagram stuff, <laughs> and, and we don't do a lot still right now. I mean, just here and there, no, a little I mean, bit of stuff. But uh, and man, there's a couple shows out now, so might as well post some of the the stuff. And it'll it'll get up, it'll get on top of you. Like when I was when we first got this going. I mean, I was trying to do the Instagram and the Facebook, and I was trying to do all of it by myself. And on top of editing the shows and everything else, like it'll get on top of you pretty fast. But I passed over the Instagram to my wife. She's doing fantastic running that. I got her, Maddox, and Fro running the Facebook page. I'll post stuff every now and then. I'm terrible at social media right and now. That's fine, baby. You're just the, you're just the voice. <laughs> Don't you worry your pretty little head. <laughs> but, but I mean, you. It's very much a team effort, and I mean, like I said, I, re- I really enjoy the show. I crack up when I'm listening to your guys' show, because it's, it's stuff like throw hints at how some of this stuff went down, but to hear you guys actually talk and joke and laugh well, about it. And, and, we're, and we're still building building steam on this deal, because I'm still real new to this, and I, even when I go back and I listen to this, yeah, there's going to be a hundred things I, I'm going to say. You know, think to myself, why did I say that, or how come I didn't say this, or I forgot to say that, or or whatever. You know, what I mean, it, it's 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 uh, always a work in progress. And, and, like, and for that's, now, that's kind of the funny thing with when we started this. You know, it, it's we're astoundingly we are at eighteen hundred plays. Yes, over over eighteen hundred. We are over eighteen hundred plays. Seven that, countries. That Seven. blows my mind. 
Seven countries. We ranked in Canada. That blows my mind. Like, I, I never would have thought that anybody would want to listen to this. Now, the, the more I, I get into this and the more I start paying attention to, to some of the other stuff that's out there, I get it. You can, you can listen to this and do something else. You can listen to this and, and, and drive. You know, it's, it's an hour and a half drive for me to get back home, back, back to visit my family. And that's perfect for listening to this because you just let it play. This is very like my goal for this was I just wanted it like you and Max talked about doing a podcast and I kind of just jumped on the back end of it and ordered the mics and everything because I was going to do it whether you guys want to do it with me or not because I was just I wanted to do something and you guys were cool jumped on we just got going but the whole goal the the main thing I wanted and you guys are capturing it in yours as well I wanted to feel like you're just sitting in the garage with the guys shooting the shit talking about cars. Like, this is totally a podcast you could play, you and a buddy in a garage, and you can laugh and joke along with us about well, what we're talking and about. And people relate to this stuff. You know what I mean? The, the, there's a certain amount, like, it's a relatability. You know what I mean? Then Listening to you, when I listen to, to your the Matt Frill Moreau podcast, there's yeah. a, I mean, even though, like, I've got a lot of history with Frill, obviously, right? But there's still things you guys talk about that I instantly relate to, and, you know, it, it's, it's funny, or, like, you know, it just makes sense, I guess, for... And that, that's... That's the amazing thing about this is, in all honesty, folks, the the mind-blowing part about this is it's literally just us talking about past experiences or, or things that we want to do or working on cars or the, the people that we used to work on cars with. It's truly amazing that you can get this recorded, you can get this laid down, and you can put it out there and anybody wants to listen to it yeah i mean and you can definitely tell i mean guys every episode's been in a garage of some shape some shape or form like we have not recorded one episode of this podcast without being within five feet of a car it's true it's true and 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 that's the that's the crazy part about this is it's the only reason it's relatable is because we we haven't tried to church this up. We haven't tried to change anything. We haven't tried to make it sound better than it is. Right. It, this is what it is. This is what what car guys do. You know, when when you're not working on a car, you're you're talking about working on cars, or you're you're looking at cars, or something like that. So it's it's still crazy to me, and I still see people popping up on on facebook that, that are liking the page that are listening to the the podcast it's crazy oh while we're talking about that i want to announce on this our first official episode since we've uh done it um we are a sponsor for sparks in the ozarks we we will have a logo on that on that uh we will that have deal. A, we have a logo and i don't know how often how all three of us are going to be there at the same time on a couple of things but i'll be there every day I mean, you and Max are a little bit more tied to each other than the three of us are tied to each other. It's true. As it's far true. as as far as being somewhere at once. Um, but I'll, I plan on being there every day. We're going to have a booth set up. We're going to be selling stickers, decals, recording. I plan on trying to get videos and interviews done. So I mean, we're going to be we're going to be big at Sparks. We're going we're going to hit it hard and, uh, and for you guys. And on top of that, it's a fun show. Everybody should everybody should go to Sparks. It, it's it's a different environment. It's you, you go back to to some of those those nineties late ni- mid to late nineties truck jams. You know where you you had a, a 
camping weekend and and everybody was there the entire time and it's it's that environment all over again it it's it's completely different than you would think of with a car show it's right not necessarily a car show it's just a bunch of guys who really dig cars dig mini trucks dig trucks that, that are all in the same place and they just happen to have brought their vehicles right i can dig it i'm i'm very excited but bo you got anything to close this out no, I mean, I mean, hey, man, we sit here and talk all night. I could talk about the wagon alone for another three hours. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, yeah, just I mean, telling you all about it. But no, I mean, I had a good time, and I'm glad I came out. And, oh man, super um, you, got, you guys, you guys are gonna have to come over to uh, to Oklahoma. <laughs> see what it's like. In, in I'm not gonna lie, Fro tried to lure me over there like two week, like a weekend yeah. ago, and I was like, I, I mean, I would. I just don't wanna. <laughs> we're, you're 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 coming over. You're getting the tour. You're gonna see all the all the the cool stuff. I will show you picture. I, I I'm not gonna. <laughs> hey man, I, I will show him picture. I've you're absolutely told, right. I've always told you I'm down to come over. It's just that weekend I had a lot going on. I understand. I understand. But thanks for having Matt. me. Absolutely. Thank you for coming, man. Fro, what do you got? Anything to close this out? Man, I just. Just good night. I appreciate y'all listening. Any, anybody that listens to this, you're you're immediately one of my friends. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, good night. Good night. Good night.